Welcome to the Written Spoken Podcast. This podcast is a curated audio version of the blogs Word Breed and Fitly Spoken. It will also provide other content with the hope that something you hear will encourage you, refresh you, or challenge you to focus on the word, the one who spoke this world into existence and became flesh to redeem us. I am your host, Esther Wright. Welcome to the fifth episode of season five of the Written Spoken Podcast. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I will share a brief recap of what we have reflected on so far this season. Our theme for this season is spring cleaning. To date, we have focused on spring cleaning the heart, a benefit of doing so, and began in the last episode to reflect on spring cleaning the mind. In the last episode, we focused on our thoughts. Today, we turn our attention to our beliefs. What about our beliefs? Our thoughts are not our beliefs, but the two have an important relationship. What we think about long enough can become a belief, even if it is not true. A belief, in turn, can influence our thoughts. Our beliefs can even be considered one of the central birthplaces of our thoughts. And we all hold beliefs about ourselves, about the world, about other people, and about God. In order to spring clean our minds, we need to know what we believe. We need this knowledge in order to identify the beliefs that we need to eradicate, modify, add, and or reinforce. Our beliefs change us. If we're not changed by what we say we believe, we may have in fact only given mental assent to something, as in, I know this is true, but not truly believed, as in, I believe this is true for me or of me. Our beliefs about God will be our central focus today because these beliefs are our most important beliefs. Our beliefs about God are the lenses through which we interpret our experiences and see ourselves, people, the world, etc. If our beliefs about God are inaccurate or distorted, so will be our beliefs about everything and everyone else, including ourselves. As stated earlier, in order to spring clean our minds, we need to know what we believe. 
We need this knowledge in order to identify the beliefs that we need to eradicate, modify, add, and or reinforce. What do I believe about God? This is a question each of us must answer thoughtfully and prayerfully. We can also benefit from asking ourselves the following related questions. What is the foundation or source of my beliefs about God? The opinions of others? My life experiences? What my parents or grandparents said? What scientists or learned experts say? What do I truly believe about God? Do my beliefs about God reflect what he says about himself? Let us consider some of his attributes, what he reveals about himself in the Bible, his written word. Colossians 1.17 And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. God has always existed, and He is the cohesive force of all that exists. God holds everything together. Do we believe this? Malachi 3, 6 I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. God is immutable. He never changes. Do we believe this? John 5, 26 For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. God is life and self-sufficient. Do we believe this? Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. God is the only God. He is omniscient, all-knowing, and sovereign. Do we believe this? 1 John 4, 7 and 8 Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. God is love. Do we believe this? Isaiah 6, 1-3 These are the words of the prophet Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, 
and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. God is holy. Do we believe this? Do our beliefs about God fit what He has revealed about Himself? Remember, our beliefs change us. If we are not changed by what we say we believe about God, we have in fact only given mental assent to what we have been told about Him. Do we believe God? Do we believe what He has said about Himself? After a short break, we will return to several of the attributes of God previously reviewed and consider how our lives would be different if we fully, truly believed these attributes of God. Welcome back. Let us return to several of the attributes of God previously reviewed and consider how our lives would be different if we truly, fully believed these attributes of God. I suggest taking time to reflect prayerfully on each question, even if it means pausing the episode to do so. Also, I suggest using a journal to record your thoughts. Let us begin. Colossians 1:17. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. God has always existed and holds everything together. He is the cohesive force of all that exists. How would I? How would my life be different? If I truly, fully believed that God is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, would I stop trying to control people in my life and things around me? Would I cry out to Him for help when my life is falling apart? Or continue trying to desperately hold things together? How would I, how would my life be different if I truly, fully believed that God is before all things and in Him all things hold together? Malachi 3, 6 I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. God never changes. How would I? How would my life be different if I truly, fully believed that God never changes? 
Would I live racked by uncertainty and tossed and driven by the storms of life? Or would I live anchored on him, the rock, and trust him in the midst of storms, knowing that he is dependable and trustworthy? How would I? How would my life be different if I truly, fully believed that God never changes? John 5:26 For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. God is life and self-sufficient. How would I? How would my life be different if I truly, fully believe that God is life and self-sufficient? Would I continue to feed on ashes and remain in a state of perpetual grief, mourning what has died? Or would I turn to the one who is the resurrection and the life and embrace the life he offers, knowing that he can resurrect what has died or offer something better, something life-giving in its place? Rejoicing in the fact that although he is self-sufficient and has no needs, and as such, does not need me, yet loves me perfectly. How would I? How would my life be different if I truly, fully believed that God is life and self sufficient. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. God is the only God, omniscient and sovereign. How would I? How would my life be different if I truly, fully believed that God is the only God, omniscient and sovereign? Would there be things or persons I stop turning to Stop looking to to be God to meet needs that only God can meet. Would I accept that God owes me no explanation for what he does or does not do in my life or that of my loved ones, but can be trusted to always do what is best? How would I? How would my life be different? If I truly, fully believe that God is the only God, omniscient and sovereign. 1 John 4, 7 and 8 Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love 
does not know God because God is love. God is love. 1 John 4.16 And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. How would I? How would my life be different if I truly, fully believed that God is love? Would I see the pain, struggles, hardships of life as evidence that He's not love or that He does not love me? Or would I hold to the truth that because His very nature is love, the only way He will ever relate to me is in love, and that as verses such as John 3.16 and 1 John 4.9 state, the love of God is unequivocally and forever demonstrated in Jesus coming into the world to redeem us, not in our circumstances. How would I? How would my life be different if I truly fully believed that God is love. After another short break, we will return to the last of the attributes of God previously reviewed, His holiness, and consider how our lives would be different if we fully, truly believed He is holy. For the final segment, thanks for hanging in there with me. God is holy. In Isaiah 6, 1-3, the prophet Isaiah wrote, In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. How would I, how would my life be different if I truly, fully believed that God is holy? We will spend some extra time on God's holiness because, as the late theologian and pastor A.W. Toza stated, and I quote, Holy is the way God is. To be holy, he does not conform to a standard. He is that standard. Because he is holy, all his attributes are holy. That is, whatever we think of as belonging to God, must be taught of as holy. God has made holiness the moral condition necessary to the health of his universe." End of quote. Similarly, the late theologian, pastor, and founder of Legionnaire Ministries, R.C. Sproul, stated, and I quote, God alone is holy in himself. 
The word holy is used as a synonym for his deity and calls attention to all that God is. It reminds us that his love is holy love. His justice is holy justice. His mercy is holy mercy. His knowledge is holy knowledge. And his spirit is holy spirit. End of quote. How would I, how would my life be different if I truly, fully believe that God is holy? As Bible teacher and author Jackie Hill Perry notes, and I quote, If God is holy, then he can't sin. If God can't sin, then he can't sin against you. If he can't sin against you, shouldn't that make him the most trustworthy being there is? End of quote. If I believed that God is holy, I would trust him wholeheartedly, no matter what. Do we believe God? How do we know what we truly believe about God? How do we know if we truly believe what he has revealed about himself? Our actions and our words are two of the ways that reveal our beliefs about God. An example of this is seen in Deuteronomy chapter 1 in the recounting of the children of Israel refusing to go into the promised land. I will read an excerpt comprised of verses 26, 27, 32, and 33. But the people refused to go in and rebelled against the Lord's command. They murmured and complained in their tents and said, The Lord must hate us, bringing us here from Egypt to be slaughtered by these Amorites. They refused to believe the Lord our God, who had led them all the way and had selected the best places for them to camp, and had guided them by a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of cloud during the day. Perhaps like me, you criticize or judge the people of Israel for their unbelief. But I wonder, if someone followed us around on any given day or week or month, and watched only what we did, what would they believe we believe about God? Similarly, if someone followed us around on any given day or week or month and recorded what we say, what would they believe we believe about God? It is not what we do or say occasionally, but habitually that reveal what we believe about God. Would they believe that we believe what God says about himself, about us, and that we see the image of God in other people? What we believe about God is crucial, and so is whether we believe God. Do we believe what God says about us? Are his thoughts towards us, his words about us, the basis of our beliefs, about ourselves. 
Let us end our time together in prayer. Almighty God, reveal to us the beliefs that shape our lives. As we engage in the process of spring cleaning our minds, help us to correctly identify the beliefs we need to eradicate and replace with truth. Those that we need to modify, those we need to add, and those we need to reinforce. As stated in Philippians 2 verses 5 through 7, in our relationships with one another, may we have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Help us, as instructed in Romans 12, 2, not to conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Then we will be able to test and approve what your will is, God, your good, pleasing, and perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Written Spoken Podcast. If this episode was helpful in any way, I hope you will be generous and share it with a friend or your tribe. Subscribe, rate, and comment on any platform where you listen to your podcasts. As we engage in the ordinary and extraordinary moments of life, may we speak the truth in love. May our words be seasoned with grace.